forever. Dog. We need your help to save the world. This month on the Outside Genre episode, Paul Tremblay's The Cabin at the End of the World. Welcome to the March Outside Genre episode of Teen Creeps. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Callie Nugent. And this month we are covering The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay, suggested to us by raffle winner Diana G. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Diana. Truly thank you. Yeah, this was so good. This, this book, book is, is so really good. I love I love also, I just wanted to say before we talk, oh, yeah. we're in person. IRL, y'all. I'm staring deep into Lindsay's yes. hazel eyes, behind mm. these hazel eyes by yes. Kelly Clarkson. Um, in front of these <laughs> hazel eyes is Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I also technically have hazel eyes. So I was about to call them brown and then I, I hesitated because I was like, I don't know, there's more going on there than just brown. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. very light brown with mm-hmm. like green and orange. Yes, yeah. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Cool eyes. Thank Kelly. you so much. You never like really analyzed the color of your eyes before. I've only and now I'm lost in them. Now you're lost in them. Mm. Mm. Debbie Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> um we are in person, so I don't know if you can tell from the vibes and also from what we said that we're in person. I don't know um, if you can tell from what we said, which is that we're in person many <laughs> times. And then we said it again. We were gabbing it and up. Kelly met Ramona outside. for the first time. I met time. the sweet little bean that is Ramona. Mm-hmm. She's so freaking cute. Thank and you. she's like r- a real being that you created. That is. I know. I mean, I'm sure that strikes you every day. It's, it doesn't hit me every day now. It uh-huh. hit me every day for like the first three months. Really? Now it hits me now and then like a few times a month. But but mm. me like introducing her to you is one of them where yeah. I was like, can you believe? I know that you made this little being. I made a person and I pooped her out of my vagina. I know. Mm-hmm. She's so cute. She has this cute little chicken wing mm-hmm. arms and her. To witness a diaper change right Yeah. Away, and she was very calm during it. Because we were mesmerized because by Because she was very interested in Kelly. Yes. Normally, she's not so calm. She's like kicking and screaming. <laughs> she wants off the table. She used yeah. to, they used to be fun parties because she could look at her hedgehog <laughs> friend and play music and I'd sing. And now she's like, get me off this table. Yeah, she's getting over it. Yeah. That's okay, though. Someday, mm-hmm. it won't happen anymore. Yeah. She's got her two front teeth coming in and I feel a little sad. Really? Because she's, you're losing like, that she's already she's already getting teeth. It's I like know. the super baby period is Dude, time is, is gonna already, fly. Yeah. I know. It's so she's funny. Chairs, she's eating solids. Like I feel like parents are always like, I remember just yesterday you were a baby, like, you know, to you mm-hmm. as a child. And you're like, whatever. You're like, shut up, idiot. <laughs> and <laughs> like, then, duh, I was a child. Like, oh duh, all of us did that. <laughs> but it is really, it sounds cliche, but it is true how time flies. Like, mm-hmm. it really is. They do grow. They do get mm-hmm. so big. That was the other thing. It's like, um, I saw this tweet that was like, I used to think it was so dumb when, like, my parents' friends would be like, you're getting so big. But, like, as an adult whose friends have children, they really do grow very quickly. And yeah, it, and it is coming like, worthy. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and it's weird because it's like. My mom has talked before about how like she had this whole other life with two little, these two little people or these like multiple stages of little people who don't, we don't remember that 
part of our lives, but she does. And it's like, where'd they go? Where'd those yeah. people go that I had yeah. all those memories with? And oh, it's kind that's of so interesting. Like bittersweet. That is bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah. have to cherish each so moment. I'm just, I'm just drinking it all in. <laughs> just, I'm just marinating in it. Mm. Simmering. I'm just <laughs> simmering in my babyhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but this book was very good. Like a banger. I so just from page one, I was hooked. I was hooked from page one. I had seen the movie before I'd seen before Yeah, because you talked about it on the podcast. I did. Um I think that reading this book really revealed to me how much I didn't like the movie. You already didn't like the movie. I already didn't love it. No, because I thought hmm. and I had it in my head that you had already read it because you were you were already talking about it in comparison to what happened in the book because you knew yeah. that they had changed the ending. I knew that things but... were different and I knew from someone who recommended this book to me, I'll name her Clark Wolf. Uh, she said, she was like, you've been outed. <laughs> yeah. Kelly blew up your spot. I blew up your spot, Clark. Somebody who's read this book and liked it. Um, that what she liked about the book was, and she, it was, she was like, this isn't a spoiler, but just like what this book has to say about belief and faith and how amorphous that is. Mm-hmm. And like the open endedness of questions, like she really liked, mm-hmm. and the movie has the done movie of that. is very like, well, this is what it is, and God is real. Welcome to the apocalypse, bitches. And you chose right, and you chose right, and aren't you glad you had and, faith? And you're so you're such a good little murderer. I saw this movie with friend of the shows Ryan Mogi and Patrick Ellers. Whoa, hey. double header. And same day shipping. Same day shipping. We left it. Mine is Colin because he could Okay, go. so which of the four do you ship together? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we should have done that. You should do that. Oh my God. You still can. They are so unshippable. Like these people uh, like are chronically unshippable. Like terminally un- unshippable. Tweet at us. If you can d- tweet at us and shipple dips and see like if you can sell me on a ship <laughs> of, of, of these people. We're open to listening sure um but i ha- i have a lot of doubt i will kink shame i don't mind yeah because here's the other thing gross i was talking i was talking with lucas the other day about like i was like preface it because i was talking mm, was i talking shit about someone's kink i don't know if i was talking shit but i was joking about it mm-hmm. and i was like i mean look I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. And he was like, you're not on microphone right now. Like you can, you, <laughs> you can, can yuck shame. the yum. It's just us. And I was like, okay, cause that's just whack, dude. <laughs> cause it is funny. Like, I feel like we are all so like media trained to be like, okay, like I got to cover this space, wanna, and this space, yes. and this space, and this space. We're all, and, we're all thinking like we tweet now. But like, I'm sorry. If you like doo doo, I think you're nasty. Sorry. <laughs> and if you it's ship l- any of those people. literally full of disease. It's literally full of disease. Sorry, I won't do it. I think it's nasty. Try anything once? No. Your yum yucked itself. Yeah. It it left your body. It didn't want to be there. It's non-consent. <laughs> it's trying to leave. It's trying to leave. Let it go. You won't let it. Um if you love something let it go. Uh I could not believe how badly and he's barely in the movie how badly mm-hmm. Rupert Grint was cast. He's often badly cast by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Because he was in Servant too. And I was like, why is he doing this accent? part? Yeah. He was very poorly cast, but I think it's just that M. Night really likes him for some reason. And I like him too. I do too. Cast him better. Cast him better. I thought Dave Bautista was great. 
He was. He was he really was good. good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, having seen the movie first, it was very easy for me to hear Dave Bautista mm-hmm. perform those lines, even the ones that he doesn't perform in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though he's characterized to look different, I think yeah, it worked. It really Cause, worked because the most important thing is that he's a great big hunk of a man. Yeah, well, and that he can do that balance of I'm being very gentle, Soft but there hard. is something weird with me, and I am extremely physically intimidating. Extremely, and I thought that the addition of him yeah, being very tatted very soft and voice, and yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the book is so much better. World's like, better. Like just in themes, characterization, writing. The movie missed the point. I mean, the movie missed the point and the movie is so, it's just so much flatter. Yes. Yes. Um, Even in the moments that it's like adapting very faithfully, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not feeling the same way about it as I felt reading it. What I loved about this book that we didn't get in the movie is that we live in the minds of these people. Yes. And I loved there. I took a picture. A different ways he yes. approached doing that. Yes. It's and like people's inner monologues sounded drastically different. Yeah. He was so good at that. Yeah. Like he was so good at writing as when he was so good at writing as the parents, the chapter where it's both, both daddy them, Andrew and yeah. daddy Eric. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah, Dude, I was so moved at the end. I was <sighs> Me too. so moved I was at the so end. glad. I mean, I would, so spoilers abound and really you stop this probably and stop listening to this and yeah. read it. Don't stop listening and watch. Stop listening and read. Read it. This book, it's so new favorite good. author. Um, yes. I I want to read all this guy's stuff now. Yeah. I'm like I it's been a long time since I like felt this strongly about yeah. a new book. I feel like we were like that with behind the scenes at the museum. Mm-hmm. What else was uh, there? Was we, another one. I really loved Thursday Murder Club, but like it was just a lighter, yeah, like fair. This made but me. I am think. like obsessed, obsessed with this book. I and can't stop writer. thinking about this it's book. It's so good. It's so so. I'll good. let you borrow it full of ghosts just, after I read it. Cool. I was heartbroken oh, when Wendy died. I kept thinking it was a fake. I kept. Thinking, I did too. I kept waiting for yeah. her to like pop back up, like the moment where like um. The nurse Sabrina is thinking to herself like, and I didn't even check to see if if she was like savable. And I was like, oh, they're gonna look under the blanket, and she's gonna be okay, and and it's gonna be like something to do with her cleft lip surgeries or something. But guess what? But no, that had us having faith yeah. and belief. Like the book did to us as we were reading what is happening to the characters like it had us because even at the end we never so see her face sure. we never see anything you can p- choose to believe because it is easier you can choose to believe when is still alive because we never see the bullet hit her we never see yeah it, th- it that mm-hmm. is so interesting and you the blood on her face it's all like it's all around it happening mm-hmm. but not direct like it shot her in the face she wasn't breathing they tried to revive her it's none of that it's just like blood and face and she's down. Hole and blanket. Well, and, and here's the other like, thing. Somebody check on her. Because the blood on oh, her face, Eric too, we know when... that her hands are bloody before from Adrienne. So there could be, a person could twist themselves into the belief that she survived. A person could. Because there's really no trying to figure evidence. out a way because I wanted it. Yeah, I know. Um, but I love that the book did that to us. Yeah. And I, all right, so here's my opinion on everything that happened. Okay, okay, okay. Give me your, give me your. It theory. is real. 
it is a God. Mm-hmm. It is some sort of vengeful God who does want a sacrifice from humanity mm-hmm. and he is going to do those things and they were right not to sacrifice each other at the end. Yeah. I wonder if the test was really on the four. And Sabrina's the only one who passed. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think... That's kind of how I... Yeah. yeah. That's how I would interpret it is is like, are you going to... Are you willing to go to like extreme cruelty? Mm-hmm. And if you are, I will release plagues. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks like I was, I was oh God, Eric getting the concussion and then seeing it. Like you yeah. can't believe anything Eric sees. I know. I know. And him but seeing all the flies like and shit. And, and all the flies. But then and that was yes, the thing. And they never saw a figure either. So that's like, it's like really, like truly everything. Like any possibility. Yeah. It's like, every, it's like Schrodinger's apocalypse yes all it's still like i've opened the box and i still don't know whether the cat is dead or alive yeah it's like the cat is still dead or alive somehow and i'm looking at the cat that's what this book is like i like um, sabrina's monologue or uh, inner monologue in particular is what convinced me i was like i think it's real because she goes to that spot where the dam broke yeah she hears all of the the things that happened years ago and then after the fact finds out that a dam broke there and flooded a valley it was just like I was like, I think it's real. And I think that they're like, either they're right not to sacrifice each other or sh- fuck humanity, don't mm-hmm. sacrifice each other. I don't care yeah. if we all die. I also think this book is so skillfully written that you could tell me either way mm-hmm. that it's real. Like the author could come out and be like, secrets up. Yeah, it like, wasn't real. how secrets I really up. thought of it. It is real. Either way, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I see all of it. I'd be like, sure. Because that's the other thing. It's like, there's so much coincidence. And in the argument between Daddy Eric and Daddy Andrew, when um, they're arguing about like, if it's real or if it's not, mm-hmm. at that point, when Andrew is like, no, like they're here because they're like queer bashing and they like are homophobic and this, this, this. And you're like, okay, but that you're kind of stretching it because yeah, everybody's the other three stretching don't it. know it. Everyone's, everyone's stretching, everything. stretching it. Everybody's like not quite right. Also, okay, can we talk about so also like content warning? There's like a lot of shit. Like a child dies, there's like intense homophobia and like um uh violence against mm-hmm. uh a gay man, uh violence in general. Violence in general, blah blah blah. I Oh, God. Okay. So many things. A, I thought that all the violence happening off screen in the movie is completely. Such a cop out. uh, Yes. Declaws the entire thesis. Whereas this, I loved how visceral, especially. So. The first death. What's the guy? Uh, Redmond. Redmond's death. Oh, my God. They they all go into like a trance state and do it. And they're all doing like a weird little like ritualized, like not quite dance but their movements are mm-hmm. all like it's so and it is so violent it's so so violent literally and it really gets into it i'm about it. to explain it so like if you're grossed out whatever i, mean, I don't know we've described grosser things so word if you're not comfortable they fucking stab him and and beat him in the they head bash his head in to a point where like the only thing keeping his head together is the hood that he's wearing so he's like basically a water balloon filled with goo mm-hmm. And he's still like, whatever. So then, how long it takes them to kill him? Too, <gasps> uh, uh, Leonard. Leonard takes the big, big giant sledgehammer and smashes it into his chest so hard it goes all the way through to his spine, and the blood looks deeper than the floor. That's how much blood there is. Like, and I love that because we have to, we have to be faced with the violence. We yes, have to be faced with the cruelty. Because that is the point. That's the point. The point is the cruelty. And the fact that M. Night Shyamalan is like, yes, it was all real, 
but I'm not going to show you the violence that God made yeah. us commit that, that supposedly he thinks is okay. Yeah. But you're not going to show us that yeah. violence. You coward. Yeah. It's truly cowardly. Like if you're going to have it be that like, yes, they stop the apocalypse by sacrificing um, Eric. Yeah. Then show me the violence that it took to get there. Exactly. And this was the other thing that me and Ryan and Patrick were laughing about afterwards when he's like, I see the moment that like, you know, like you're going to be, uh, when's going to be a vet and she, we're going to be at her. Uh, like we laugh because we're like, there's not going to be that fucking moment. There's not going to be a moment where you're happily talking with your dad. You guys witnessed. You guys just went through the craziest fucking thing ever. There's no way. There's no way that she's ever going to be well adjusted. I'm sorry. It's just like, not. She happen. might be a vet. Sure. Sure. But there's not going to be some like, oh, let's go to dinner and have like a fun little thing. That's not fucking happening. I'm sorry. So we laughed at that. And like, it's like literally God made one of her dads kill the other dad. And like, and she has to what, just be though? fine with this. Yeah. And like, and to what end? What did that teach us? That's the other yes, thing. What does the, that teach you? And the book seems it's like the book doesn't even go there. And yet it is telling us what the point is. Well, it, and exactly. And that's the thing. It's the point is that like, and it's what Sabrina gets to when she's, you know, having her like kind of mental breakdown about the situation where she's like, I believe and I don't want to. Like, I yeah. don't want to be faithful like, to a God that, that would, would make this. me do this. Yeah. And like, that's the point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at what? oh, and then, but then when we're in Leonard's head, I need to read out this part because I thought I was, it was so beautiful. While you're getting that up, I yeah. was so surprised that Leonard died as soon as he did. I thought I it was going to be Leonard till the end. Isn't it Leonard till the end yeah. in the movie? Leonard's the last in the movie. And I he only slits his watched, own throat at I the watched end. like an hour of the movie and there so was dumb. still like an hour 40. He slits his through. own throat. The camera like goes away as he does it and then he just dies. And then they're like, oh, wow, but we still have time to save it. So, uh, now, and then Eric's like, kill me because I imagine that like cause, and that's the other thing because right we only find out that he sees a figure later whereas in this book we you find we, out right away, right away. when yeah. it happens the hell okay so um oh god i have to read that part too okay uh so this is like when uh leonard is his faith is shaken after they find out about uh that redmond might have assaulted andrew and, and also I what do you love, think what do you think oh do you think he did or not? I think, I think, you know why I think he didn't? Because when, um, when Andrew is like, so we get so many hints that like Andrew becomes very obsessed, right? And he looks it up and looks it up. So even if he did find a driver's license, because I was actually hoping that he'd find the driver's license and his name was that name, mm-hmm. but it was planted before that he had found like 50 guys named that because it's such a popular name, especially in Boston. Um, and he looks so different. Also that there, right? Like that is a rumination on faith and belief. Whereas in the movie, it's him. It was definitely him. Yeah. They find his driver's license and they're like, oh my God, it was him. And there's no hint that there are a million guys with that name or anything like that. That's so frustrating that they answered every question. Yep. I I think it's like... Well, or maybe it is him. so I don't incredible know. about the book is it's like, if it isn't him, that's... So interesting that yeah. Andrew is like suddenly convinced, and you'd never know with Andrew because you don't. You're, it's not. We're Andrew, not fully in Andrew's head when yeah. he's saying it's him. So you don't know if he's saying this as a tactic. 
to try to get the other. Right. So what he's what he's saying is that um, Redmond is actually named Jeff O'Bannon, and he is the guy who just like said the f word to him and then bashed him in the head with a beer bottle. Mm-hmm. I also want to touch on the base of like what ha- actually happened in that moment too, because I like that every single thing is question marks. Because mm-hmm. even that in the movie, they really painted over the head that this is 100% a hate crime. This guy for sure, like, uh, targeted him because he was on a like date with his now husband in the book. Oh. Yeah, it's literally he's, he's talking just, with his uh, yeah, uh, with Eric. a friend. Yeah, and in the movie, he's talking with Eric, and he's on a date with Eric, and there's a guy that's like, "Hey, stop talking about that gay shit," and he's like what do you mean? Like we can talk whatever we want. And then he gets attacked. Whereas in the book, it is like, well, I mean like people are just generally homophobic. He's like, in Boston. He's like why, yeah. how did he know even? How Which, did he know? Because he's there with his straight male friend, Richie. Yes. Who is flirting with a woman and he's just sitting there and they're all just joking mm-hmm. together and he gets attacked out of nowhere mm-hmm. and called the F word. And it's like, and he questions, he's like, did he see me? leave the stadium how could he even tell how yeah. did he know why, why did me? he why what did mm-hmm. he do this why me and you're not sure if if when he starts saying redmond was jeff o'bannon the guy who attacked him you don't know if he's lying not I only think, do you not know if it really was him you don't even know if andrew is telling the truth yeah. about about this you don't know if he's saying it as a tactic to try to get them to like stop what they're doing right I do think that he believes it. Like, I I think he's doing what they're doing, which is finding ways, like finding things to substantiate his core belief Mm -hmm. that, and I'm not saying he's lying, but like, you know, when people- They're there for a hate crime. Yeah. Yeah. And that it can't possibly be, it cannot possibly be that they are the fucking four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. It can't be that. And it reminds me of like, and this is the opposite of creating something in belief in something when like people that are obsessed with finding Bigfoot, they falsify evidence of Bigfoot, but they do believe in Bigfoot because they're like, well, we just need to create the evidence so people will believe. Did you watch Paul T. Goldman? I did watch Paul T. Goldman. I love Paul T. Goldman. It's like, like well, yes, I made this up, but it was because they are really doing it. It's like, but that's not, that's not what happened. Don't you understand that that's not at all how it works? (laughs) Like, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, I think this was like the horror version of Paul T. Goldman. Yes. But I actually, so since you mentioned that part, I, I screenshotted it because I thought it was such a beautiful way, very sad and horrible way, but beautiful way to just see how everybody in this book, and I guess in the world, in life, contextualizes everything through a lens to support belief or point of view or mm-hmm. anything. O'Bannon maintained in court his F-word wasn't why he attacked Andrew, and it didn't mean he thought Andrew was gay. It was a word he and his buddy used all the time, and it didn't mean anything to them, and the slur didn't and wasn't supposed to mean what it actually meant. Had O'Bannon seen Andrew outside and even inside the Boston Garden and then followed him to the bar, his dumb, ravenous hate fueled by Andrew's visage, the way he talked, the way he walked or smiled or laughed or shook his head or blinked his eyes, did O'Bannon first see Andrew when he walked to the bar and ordered the beers? Did he look at Andrew and instantly see whatever it was he saw? And this line was so beautiful, so sad. Was Andrew like a bright orange flame to O'Bannon, burning only to invite his violence? Did O'Bannon patiently observe and deliberate and plan and have doubts that he overcame with a grunt and a swing of the glass bottle? As galling as Andrew's being somehow read and then classified by that fucking loser as an other, a thing, was that Andrew, at least for one night, was then marked as a victim. 
So that's going on in his head. And then it says, Andrew says, it's him. He buzzed his head. He's older and he's gained 50 pounds. Um, but like that right there, right? That is like him being like, well, I don't like, because it is believable that mm-hmm. this guy, it is a coincidence. Like, and how yeah. sad of a coincidence. Well, but, and well, that's the thing is like, my my opinion on if it is him is that it wasn't a coincidence. And that's part of like this fucked up God's plan. I see. So not a coincidence. It's like a coincidence like to O'Bannon, not, but not to God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's orchestrated. Yeah. Yeah. And that's to create doubt. So the whole thing is all orchestrated by this fucked up God. Or it's a weird kind of justice for Eric, for uh, Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's like the beauty of this book is that literally every character is so certain and yet so not. Mm-hmm. And the movie does not capture any of that. Nope. At all. It's just like, and oh they're man, all certain. these scary people are here and they never have moments of doubt. I thought Sabrina's turn was beautiful. Yes. And the fact that she dies anyway and the fact that she... And she doesn't want to and it at by her own hand mm-hmm. in a trance mm-hmm. which is also what leads me to believe that this is real mm-hmm. that, some, that they were being controlled mm-hmm. by something or is it mass hysteria because people do act fucking weird in mass hysteria like it's I well, it's per- that she would like black out yeah I know I personally believe because I know people black out in moments of violence or whatever I also personally believe that it was real and I think that the test was to the fore and that Sabrina was the only one who passed but it's like a vengeful petty god that doesn't care really yeah. about people. It's a bad god. It's a bad god. Oh, this was the other thing. Okay, sorry. But you could convince me. You could. I, that's convince again, me. Again, the that's what way. I'm saying is I'm looking. I've opened the box. Yeah. The cat is. I'm looking at the cat and I still don't know whether it's dead yeah. or alive. And you could tell me anything and be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's all interesting and it's all correct. Whereas the movie makes a choice and I'm like, that's the one wrong choice. Yes. The one wrong choice is them sacrificing one of them and it stopping the apocalypse. Wow, it stopped the, the apocalypse. One choice. Wow. What? Boring. So boring. Boring so and dorky. Very dorky. You and I kept texting each other that it was dorky because it really is a very I'm sorry if you liked this movie, there are things to like about it. I, yeah, the performances. I, the performances. I thought the mood was cool. It mm-hmm. was very tense and like, okay, that's kind of fun. Cinematography. Oh, beautiful cinematography. Gorgeous beautiful. movie gorgeous movie i hmm storytelling yeah i've always it's had trouble with m night's storytelling for example the movie signs i Great. only liked six cents everything else i've seen i'm like that's okay. what i'm yeah because that's the thing the signs was great until like the twist mm-hmm. which i was like okay then why I, did they come here i can never remember the twist in signs water never. they can't be around water i wasn't even thinking of that as a twist i was just thinking of that as like that's how they win but, but like, isn't there something else? Isn't there something Christian about there's everything? There's something Christian. It gets a little. It's, yeah, it gets Christian. What's Christian about it? Um, something remember. about like the baseball guy. He's like throwing the baseball. Yeah, there's a thing. Anyway, anyway, I was thinking it was something else. That's why I can never remember. But I guess that's the thing. But yeah, why would they? They had to have known. Why did they come to a planet full of water? The six exactly, and also there's water in our air. So like, so is it hurting your skin? Here? Yeah. Hello, but like. Sixth Sense was before he was like, twists are my thing. Because, like, you know what I mean? He hadn't made a movie yet. And it was simple. It was just a really interesting movie. Interesting movie. Great performances. Mm-hmm. Again. Mm-hmm. You truly don't see it coming. But then it's something where I mean, you, unless you you're like watch really it. really eagle-eyed and you right. do 
and it's still cool. Yeah. And even if you if, rewatch it, you can't know. You can still be yeah. impressed by the mm-hmm. craft of it. But I think this movie, and it's funny because like I felt meh about the movie and then I read the book and now I'm like, oh, this movie Fuck sucked. You. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like to say that a movie sucked because it's very hard to make a movie, blah, blah, blah. But I can say, in my opinion, I didn't love it. It's just cheesy as hell. It's, it's a little like, che- saccharine. And it's such an obvious choice. It's yeah. such an obvious choice. And it's yeah. not even the Christianity Christianity of it all. Right. It's the... It's a non-twist. Boringness of it all. Yeah. Is that it's not... It's like, even in the Bible, when people are like forced to sacrifice, mm-hmm. it's still all about doubt and doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. It isn't mm-hmm. about... They aren't stories of sacrifice where... They're totally sure that they're in the right and that ev- and then everything's fine. No, yeah. it's stories of violent, horrifying sacrifice yeah. for, for God. And it this book, di- and it's kind of going off of that, this book did a thing of something that I always kind of thought about in like learning about these stories of sacrificing for God, which is how dare you make me make this sacrifice? You claim to love me. Mm-hmm. And for what? And now what? I have your eternal love and I have your eternal blessing, but this thing that I've loved the most is gone. Mm-hmm. But you gave me that to begin with. And like, but even the Bible is exploring that. Whereas like more so this than movie this movie isn't. I know. I know. Instead, they're just like, wow, I guess we really did the right thing. And now we can like be happy. Like you can't be happy after this experience. Which this book, I loved too that oh, like. God, the ending is so good. It's. I got so emotional, but I want to get back to yeah, yeah. the part where Leonard is now, oh, actually, okay, just going back on, there's just this moment, and I was I was wondering if you as a parent related to this. So in the moment when they reveal like that he got that scar from a hate crime attack, and um, when hears it, and when thought that he was hit by a baseball bat, like in a sporting a kid, thing, yeah. and so didn't know the truth of it, and it's revealed to her and he's like mad that it's revealed to her at a time that he didn't plan to. Yeah. And, and when she's like so young and it, you know, yet. It's this line. He'd irrationally hoped he could somehow put off indefinitely the future day on which she would recognize cruelty, ignorance, and injustice were the struts and pillars of the social order as unavoidable and inevitable as the weather. I was like, you do want to protect your child from that. And I was like, Leonard, you tool when he's like, yeah. well, which is it? And it's like, obviously, he obviously, told her Leonard, that. Obviously. Because you don't tell an eight-year-old that I you got like targeted by somebody for a hate crime. Yeah. Before they're like ready to fully process yeah. that. Like it's and so when he's like, Yes, it is the truth in that that's what I told her. Mm-hmm. Like in yeah. that she believes it to be true. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I love the doubt about if Redmond is the guy or isn't the guy, whatever. And I do love that it does seem to shake the others. The others. Whereas in the movie, it kind of does for like a minute. Because I didn't even get to that okay. part. They're kind of like, oh, is that true? Oh, well, whatever. doesn't matter. We have a mission to do. Whereas in this, that is a huge break in the, the like the strength of their conviction. Like little group. Yeah. Yes. So we at this point for the first time get into Leonard's head and I thought that was so cool it was really cool being in his head and like kind of hearing what why he's so faithful blah 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 and then so this is the thought he has 
that Redmond might have had another name and assaulted Andrew. Right now, he believes Andrew. Shakes his faith in what he's doing here more than he's let on. But what choice does he really have at this point other than to continue? Continuing is neither brave nor cowardly, and it is both. Having seen what he has seen and felt what he has felt, Leonard puts his faith in the soothing power of having no choice. He reminds himself that he's only a vessel, and an imperfect one, but he fears all that has gone wrong, so terribly, horribly wrong, is his fault and his alone. I loved Leonard. I loved I Leonard. honestly loved Leonard. I loved all of these characters. Oh, wait, I had a question for you. Uh-huh. Were you really weirded out by um, the beginning of the movie uh, when they're about to break in? And I can't remember if Daddy Eric or Daddy Andrew's the one who says it, but they say, Get, stop with all this bull crap. Were you shaken by that? I was shaken. I don't even remember that moment. I was like, why would you say that? Bull crap? Well, because they're they have a child. But they're about to be home invasioned. Yeah. I think it was <laughs> but I'll I'll say that's really lame. Yeah. But that it was probably a choice I think it was of probably, like, oh, they wouldn't swear in front of when. But like at this point. Yeah. And also like you need to plant that they are like that. Yeah. Cause I don't think I don't think a person about to be home invasion would be like, bullcrap. Yeah. But I loved that phrase, continuing is neither brave nor cowardly, and it is both. I was, and and that, every single person whose head we were in, we were never in Redmond's. Redmond's head. Every moment with them humanized them. Yep. Yeah. Were we ever in Adrian's? Oh, no, I don't I think so. I don't think so. we were in Adrian's either. We and they, they were both like the weirdest. They were the weirdest. <laughs> they were. Um, whereas in the movie, Adrian is like very sympathetic and I didn't like the choice of like, and I have a child, his name is Charlie and yeah. I was like, where's this coming from? Also, this was the other part that like annoyed me. Cause like, if we are to believe, oh, this is real when she's like, so all of them are like, we saw these things happen. They're all like, we saw these things happen. And then she goes, I, but it's like, because it's stuff they see on the TV. She goes, I saw my kid die. I'm like, but you then didn't see that come to fruition. You didn't see that happen. Oh, I don't know if you got to that part. So she says. No, she says it. She's like, I saw him burn. I like hold yeah. him in my arms. I got, that's like maybe one of the last parts I watched. Okay. That doesn't happen though. So all of this other stuff, they have visions of what's to come. That well, never happens. That's probably like the thing that got prevented. But also. No, it never it gets prevented. It couldn't happen though because she. Because she's there. Is there. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't make any sense. So I thought it was sloppy. That is sloppy. Thank you. That doesn't fit. <laughs> I validate. Um, and then I also loved this because this applies to everyone. Um, and this is in, what's her name's head? Uh, Se- what's her name? Sepulveda. <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina. Would have believed you. Um, <laughs> trust the process. Um, oh, I loved that section. And I'm only going to read a short part. But it's she's saying that because like her dad would say that all the time and it would annoy her. Mm-hmm. And then because she even like when her mom got cancer and yeah. they were talking about chemo. It's like trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah. And she thinks it's like mealy mouthed and yeah, pathetic like and cop out. And so she but then she starts saying it once she's doing this. Trust the process. Dumbly believe things are how they're supposed to be and that they'll work out simply because of that belief, even if you know better. Um, and that's just kind of like that sometimes life is so horrible that you have to have faith in something larger and be like, this is all has to be according to plan because this randomness, 
like randomness occurring in such terrible events is too scary. Mm -hmm. And I have to believe that it is, there has to be a purpose for this. I have to be suffering for a reason because suffering without purpose is despair and I can't have that. Yeah, where suffering with a purpose is a test. A test or like, don't they talk about that in the book? Worth. Yeah, and it makes you special because you yes, are suffering yeah, for a reason. Yeah. And like it makes you yeah. chosen. She talks about yeah. being feel, the feeling of being chosen. And it's like exhilarating. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, and how just like giving your, yourself over to something yes. bigger than yourself. Yeah, it's like so thrilling mm-hmm. and feels so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I felt like this book was written with such empathy and love mm-hmm. for all of these different people. Yeah. Either believing something fervently or trying so hard to not believe something fervently. Yeah. Because everyone has to cling to belief because all of this is so bad. Here's so I was here's the interesting thought I was having while I was reading this. Is I so I'm I'm reading this and then I, I was like looking at Ramona and I was just thinking to myself, like, it's so awful that we like live in a world where these things can happen where it's just like suffering all the time of just like I hope I hope so badly that she is never bullied or Mm -hmm. sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. or has to like like experience a school shooting Mm -hmm. I I hope these things don't happen why do these things happen it's so awful that these things happen and then I was thinking about the book and it's like all these awful things happening in the book and like why do we write about these things and it's like because it's like but that book is so beautiful mm-hmm. too. It comes with such beauty and the the sadness is what makes it beautiful. And I was like, and that's why God does this to us is because mm. our suffering is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fucked up. That is fucked up because we're just characters in this fucking story. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that way, God is right. Our suffering is beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. if, like if, if it was just like happy books, then it'd be Ted it's Lasso. Like this, this book Sorry. is... <laughs> I actually like Ted I've Lasso never even. <laughs> I, I would never, I've never seen it. And actually, I've heard it's uh, perfectly there lovely. Is, yeah, and there's like bad things happen in Ted Lasso. Yeah. It's just the characters are like all mostly trying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I actually, I, I say that jokingly. That, that I, I have nothing funny. bad to say about Ted it's Lasso. <laughs> I think that people that over talk about Ted Lasso. People who over talk the about problem. anything are the problem. That's what I think. There's but people... T- People I've been over talking about things on the internet. Well, because it's only either perfect Just or like, terrible, right? Yep. There's and, no nuance. And Ted Lasso was one of the things where I was like, when I finally watched, I didn't hate everyone for yeah overhyping it. That's what I heard. There's a couple people on Twitter who I trust, and this one person was like, you know what? I took a while to watch it, but actually, it's all right. Yeah, it's pretty it's nice. Good. It's it's a lovely, delightful show. It's, it's not like yeah. The problem is every for. For everybody now, everything has to be like, oh my God, the greatest thing I've ever watched. Yes. I really like Ted Lasso. It's good. Yeah. That's enough. Um, Edwin, do you want to? Edwin. Get up here. Um, I'm trying to find the end of this. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah. So it, it was just like, this is that that thought like, this is what God thinks is that our suffering is all, is also just like very beautiful. It's like I'm We're okay just characters with the, in this the characters in this book suffering because it's a beautiful book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, literally, what you and I were talking and that's about what the book is about. Yeah, you and I were talking about that actually when you were like, um, "I'm okay with when not dying in the movie because I was really sad when she died in the book." And you're like, "I understand, like, not for story purposes, just because I, I I'm like not saying it's better. Yeah, I'm just saying I was glad. <laughs> and then I was like, because I was saying also like I was like, well, narratively, I like that it creates. It's like the impetus for. Eric to believe 
that it's the end of the world because he has to find purpose in it. And also he's conked on the head. So he's all. And he's Catholic. And he's Catholic. I think Eric was already believing before. Eric was doubting from second one. I mean, I think I didn't even, I I didn't feel that way. I I see what you're saying and that that could be it. But I didn't have that thought when I was reading that Wen's death is what pushed Eric over the edge. And Wen's death is what pushes Andrew to never believe. Because he's like, if this is what yes. this shit happened, yeah. like there's no fucking if, way I will ever believe If her accidental this. death yeah. isn't a good enough sacrifice yeah. for God, then fuck God. Yeah. And, and also, I'm like, yeah. accidental death by my hand, sort yeah. of. Sort of. Sort of. Not his fault. I, I will say, the second he got that gun, I was like, what are you doing with that gun? Do I you know. understand do that Gwen is about to get shot? And then when she did get shot, I was like, wait, what? I know. <laughs> and I kept thinking that it was all faked and that it was all... I kept thinking they were wrong and that she was going to be fine. Um, Ugh, the, the All of the... Talk, uh, them, uh, Andrew being like do you want me to hold her and he's like no I've got her and and Andrew being sure that he was thinking that because Eric blamed Andrew for her death and like Eric is like no I, I will carry her I can carry her I can do this and he's just like absolutely fucked up in the head and, and then Andrew's knee is all fucked up and oh my god every so time sad. his knee got more fucked up I was like Ugh. oh my god Andrew oh my god stop walking on that knee yeah I was it, I do like that they are pretty irreparably injured. Also, and this is the other thing, like I thought that Andrew and Eric's love was so beautiful and untouchable. Yes. And not to say that like, because what where they end up like is so horrible. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but their love is goals. Like I do, like it is the idea that someone's like- It's like that is why they were chosen. That's why they were chosen because their love is unbreakable. And like- I would want, like, I would hope that everyone gets to be with someone who will tell them, even if the world is burning down, we will, I will keep not. going and I yeah. will not sacrifice you. Like, <sighs> just the ending of the book. Okay, I'm trying to, I'm so trying to get beautiful. to it. It's like, me, it's so I, I might beautiful. cry. Really. It's so beautiful. Um, do, 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 do. I'm probably going to skip. I thought for sure one of them was going to kill the other one in the end. I thought the ending was that one of them kills the other and you never really know whether or not it that does anything. the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe it's like one person kills the other and then it's just like, what happens? We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But thankfully none of them kills the other. Um, and that's what I think makes this book so beautiful. And like, even though the book is so tinged with hopelessness, it does come out of it with hope. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even know how it does that, but it does. I am obsessed with this author. It's so well written and he's so good. It's so it's written with so much love and like okay, 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 uh, okay. It's like this how it's okay, Sabrina it, kills herself. Where do you even classify this as a horror because there are horrifying moments like, for yes, sure, for sure. And like home invasion, classic horror. Like if you were plot, to, if but, I were to be like, this is what this book is about, you'd be like, oh horror. Yeah, but reading but it, it, reading it, it doesn't read like horror. It reads like literature. Okay, okay, but maybe that's it. Horror mm-hmm. is literature. We just never really. It Wait. just depends. Oh, God. It's and the whole time, stuff. Eric's like hallucinating flies everywhere. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. So stressful. Very stressful. The flies thing, I was, I, I couldn't handle the flies thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So they find another gun because Sabrina's just killed herself uh, with a gun that she finds buried with the keys. And she doesn't Red remember Man. that someone buried key- the gun. That's mm-hmm. another like, what the fuck? Yeah. Thing. Okay. Andrew. And so at this point, Andrew is the one with the hurt knee. Eric is the one who was concussed earlier, is Catholic and believes. And Eric, uh, Andrew has been just as fervently not believing. Mm-hmm. 
And so they're both at odds. And that's the other thing. The thing that they believe in most, Lindsay, is each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 okay. Andrew drops his gun to the wet road. He limps into the woods without his walking stick and stops within arm's reach of Eric. So which one of us is it going to be then? We stare at each other's. Also, this each chapter is named for the person whose head it's in. Mm-hmm. And this one is Eric and Andrew. So, so it's good. both of them. <laughs> we stare at each other's beat up, red eyed, blood streaked, beard stubbled, still beautiful faces waiting for an answer, waiting for an answer. Please don't try to take the gun away from me. Eric pivots and lifts his forearm so that the gun is pointed under his chin. I won't touch the gun. I promise I won't. Andrew inches closer. Look at me, okay? Maybe you won't see anything you don't want to see if you look at me. Stay away, please. Eric steps back and his heels bump into Sabrina's legs. That I can't do. It's all right. I'm not taking the gun. I'm taking your other hand. That's all. That's okay, right? Andrew reaches out and his fingertips make tentative first contact. The back of Eric's hand is cool and damp. Eric's fingers clench into a fist as Andrew's touch springs them shut. Are you going to leave me all alone then? Eric unclenches his fist. Andrew closes his hand around Eric's. You're too close. You should back up. I don't want you to get hurt, Eric says. Would you shoot me instead? I'd rather not be here alone without you, not for one second. Eric gazes into Andrew's face, an ever-evolving landscape more familiar than his own. He doesn't pray, not to the light or to God. He whispers, I don't want you to be alone. And then he gasps as Andrew gently places a gun, I'm sorry, Andrew gently places a hand on his wrist just below the gun. It's all right. I'm not taking the gun from you. I said I wouldn't. Andrew pulls the gun out from under Eric's chin. He leads Eric's arm until the gun is pointed on Andrew, the muzzle pinned against his chest. Shooting me would be your ultimate sacrifice, wouldn't it? Because then you'd be the one here stuck alone. Unless I shoot you and then myself, I don't think that's against the rules. Andrew doesn't say anything. He drops his hand away from Eric's wrist. The gun remains pointed, adhered to his sternum. Eric says, I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. You'll throw the gun away, Eric. It'll be hard, but we'll pick up the truck keys and we'll walk down by the road. Our faces are only inches apart. We breathe each other's breaths, blink each other's blinks. We squeeze our hands together. The rain traces the lines of our expressions, those characters of the most complex language. Eric asks, what if it's all real? But it's not, I, Andrew. Eric yells and Andrew jerks his head in surprise. Eric wants to pull the gun away from Andrew's chest and nestle it back under his own chin. But the gun stays where it is and Eric implores, repeating his question. What if it's all real? Andrew inhales and his defiant answer is in the exhale. If it is, then it is. We're still not going to hurt each other. What will we do? We can't go on. We'll go on. We stare and we watch the rain and we watch our faces and we don't say anything and we say everything. Eric pulls the gun off Andrew's chest, lowers his arm and drops the gun to the forest floor. He leans into Andrew. Andrew leans into Eric. We lean into each other and our heads are side by side, cheek to cheek. Our arms hang at our sides like lowered flags, but our fingers find each other's fingers and we hold on. The sky is a depthless black, impossible to not attribute malignancy and malice to it as strobing flashes of lightning split it open. Wind and thunder rattle on through the forest, sounding like earth dying, screaming. The storm swirls directly over us, but we've been through countless other storms. Maybe this one is different. Maybe it isn't. We will pick the truck, te- we will pick the truck keys out of the mud. We will lift Wen into our arms and we will carry her and we will remember her and we will love her as we will love ourselves. We will walk down the road even if it is flooded by raging waters or blocked by fallen trees or if greedy fissures open beneath our feet. And we will walk the perilous roads after that one. We will go on. Uh, That's so much better than the stupid movie's ending. The stupid movie being like, wow, what a great sacrifice. Daddy Eric saved the world. Shut the fuck up. Gross. Grow up. Whereas this, I will march with you into the apocalypse. Rather than hurt you. Rather than hurt you. 
And also, this is like an expiration like, of grief. I'm one of the people dying in that apocalypse. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm like, honestly. Because if I would, that I, is what, like, that's if that's the choice, if that's how we stop the apocalypse. Yeah. Through this, like, horrifying encounter where strangers, like, break into your home and force you to kill one another and kill themselves in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you lose a child together. This is humanity. This is like the end of Last of Us when he, when Joel is going oh, yeah. through the hospital and just like yeah. shooting people. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Like mm-hmm. the people who, who like humanity will go on. Mm-hmm. It's probably for the best that we can't just like run roughshod over the whole earth anymore. Like that mm-hmm. if, if you wanted me to think that Joel's choice was horrifying, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't have had that moment with the giraffes where the mm-hmm. giraffes are just like free range like, it's beautiful. Out in the wild and it's like beautiful and like nature is taking over the cities and like every time they encounter humanity it's just like some sort of some awful experience like mm-hmm. we've had our time mm-hmm. we've had our time mm-hmm. yeah i've in playing the games i've always because i'm not fully caught up on last of us but from what i know it's very similar to the games um i've always felt like there was never a question about what choice you make and like you you are going to choose Ellie and you're not going to you're not going to let them kill her mm-hmm. um and the thing I always liked about those games is that for me it was never it was never a choice like he was going to you're going to do that as Joel you're gonna she's gonna live and the virus will go on mm-hmm. and I also think it's believable that she could be mad at you mm-hmm. that she could be like fuck like I was willing to do that and it's like yeah but I wasn't Mm-hmm. And I never will. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a moment in the second game that I think they will probably explore as a flashback in the second season that makes me cry really, really hard because it's like a. Fl- it's basically like you're playing as Ellie in the second game, mm-hmm. and she's remembering moments with Joel, mm-hmm. and it's it's so beautiful. It's so. Do you do you care? I won't spoil it if if you care. Do. Yeah, don't spoil. Okay, it. I won't spoil it because I'm I'm sure because it they'll they do it will in, do in it in the show. Two. They yeah. will because it's a very cinematic moment. It's very beautiful and it's very it's just like an untouchable Joel Ellie moment. That's I don't even have kids, and I was like, oh, what the fucking shit! <laughs> like I have found weirdly that I am shutting down more emotionally when I watch mm. TV instead of being more touched. It's almost like you're protecting. I can't even go yeah. there. And yeah. so I, I'm like fully compartmentalizing mm-hmm. again. It's like the shutter's just coming down. I was like, I can't. I, I, I can't. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't, can't and I won't. I can't feel this as though it were happening to me. It's too much. And yeah. so I don't. Yeah. And so I am I was like not actually that moved at the end of The Last mm. of Us. I was just like, yeah, I'd do that too. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, good. Yeah. Because I couldn't. <laughs> you can't imagine. <laughs> I can't. You can't imagine being put into that choice. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it's more... I was by the beauty of the moment mm-hmm. like that. I was very touched because well, also, yeah, like uh, for me, I, I don't feel um, sad or I, I guess I feel moved by like the events of the last of the last of us first season, mm-hmm. but also just like you, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. This, yeah. I was just, like, I, there's or, no question. Or maybe it's what? just like, but like the show treats Joel as though he's like some, monster or it talks about the things like he had to do after everything fell apart mm-hmm. and like the people he's killed and i was like i don't know it's probably like it, 
had to be done at the time. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And, and yeah. it made me think of our like and the bloodline yeah. stance. And yeah. I was like, man, I don't know. Like if, if you have to end the bloodline, you have to end the bloodline. Also, it's an apocalypse. Everyone's acting crazy. Yeah, like, Sorry. What? Like what? He's supposed to just be like a All prince? This, yeah, exactly. Like, what have you done? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I feel like when people are like, it, it, especially when it's like. Especially a, Marlene. I was like, what the hell, Marlene? <laughs> when it's like a the place judgment. Of, of crime or like a place of, it's like, in, if you're in a world where everything is like cuckoo crazy or scary mm-hmm. or whatever, anything anyone does, I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like anything you got to do to survive to like be yeah. kept from like hit by like roving gangs of people. Yeah. Like, come on. Or like when people are like, we have to stop and save them. I'm like, dog, I'm not doing shit. I don't know them. I'm sorry. But like, I can't. I can't save this person. The um, the brother storyline did really. I'm trying to like remember what happens with the brother. The um, not Joel's brother. The um, the two brothers they encounter the the with the kid. I'm trying to remember. I'll, I can't I'll, remember. I'm gonna names. watch it and catch up. I've Sam. just been. Oh, Sam and who's the guy they're looking for? Oh wait, is it his old friend? Is it the no no no? It's the the Melanie Linsky storyline where it's like the the group of people who've taken out. Um, I haven't even gotten Fedra. that far. It's a pair of uh, black brothers. Oh, you haven't gotten that far? No. Then I, I haven't even gotten that far. Else. I, but I've played the game. So like I have it in my memory somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I will watch it and be like, oh yeah, that. Because there are plenty of things. I do think that that, I'm glad that they adapted that video game because I've always thought that like it was a really lovely piece. Mm-hmm. I will say the pilot didn't grab me, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because I thought the game was better. But. I'll continue watching and I'll see because I I have heard good talk about certain episodes and whatever. And I'm like, well, I do want to see like, those. It's fine. Yeah. It's okay. it's like a very straightforward adaptation. And, and it's like not one of those. It, it's like good. Here's it's my good problem. Show. I'm going to be, I'm going to be mind blowing you. in my opinion. I don't care about anything the Fireflies are doing. Yeah. I only care about Joel and Ellen. The show doesn't really care either. Okay, great. Yeah. Because in the pilot, the show there was a much- little bit more. I think that was just to establish okay, the fireflies, right. but the the show doesn't really okay. care about the fireflies. Because like I, it doesn't like expand okay. on their stories. That's what at I was all. not worried about, but I was just like, you you guys can't I'm make kind me of worried. Yeah, it, it doesn't try to get yeah. you involved in okay. the cause. It doesn't give okay. a shit. Okay, because I was like, still, I can't it's care. It's very much like just Joel. And okay, because that's all I care about. Yeah, I'm like all I can care they, about is Joel. And Ellie. They add some backstory to. Oh yeah, the friend. I, yeah, which actually I'm fine with, and I I liked seeing Ashley Johnson in it. Yeah, yeah, that and was she's cute. such yeah. a good actress. She's really good, and she did she's such like a good job it. voicing Ellie mm-hmm. and like doing the mocap and face stuff for Ellie. And so it's really yeah. sweet. Yeah. I like I like that they, that they that. incorporated her, yeah. and I thought it added to the story. Actually, yeah, I and saw some critiques that it was like not needed, but I actually think that it served the story pretty yeah. well. Well, and aside from like I know that fan service can be whatever, but like she without her. Yeah. Ellie wouldn't be yeah. Ellie. No, I thought it was And like, so it's like a I'm very glad she, I'm cool. glad she got a part. Yeah. Yeah. Um and also she was she's a good on Infinity Train. Yeah. <laughs> she's really good. She's really fucking good. Um so that I'll have to catch up on. I it is on my to watch. It's like fine. Yeah. I actually I was not as blown away by it as other people or like Yeah. Third episode got way overblown for me, so don't mm. expect Okay too much going into it with well, how I, much people were like I yes raving about it I mean I know you've played the game so you know what to expect but 
Well, so that stuff even as isn't an episode in the game. of television, Just characters yeah. are. Yeah, they are. is what yes. happened to them in the game. Um, it's more hinted at, and okay. and it doesn't happen on screen. So like, and that like too like, I am fully prepared because. You know, it's just the internet and everyone's like, either yeah. this is the best thing that's ever been made or the worst thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm prepared to be like, oh, that's a lovely thing. It was a really lovely little yeah. story. That's yeah. what I expect. And but I expect like, to be moved, but I but don't I even, think my life will be changed. I wasn't even like that moved because like they got time together. Yeah. It was like, so it's like they good. got, they got yeah. a happy ending. But I think that's what people were like moved by that. It was like, oh, what a lovely I guess so. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like joy. Um, it was really beautiful. Yeah, I and I'm 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 excited to experience it. So I will watch it. And I love um, uh, the guy from uh, Murray something. Yeah, the something, guy from something Murray or Murray something White Lotus. Yes, yes, he's great. He is in that Chippendale show with Camille Nanjiani. Oh yeah, playing um the choreographer of Chippendales, mm -hmm. which I did not know what happened to the choreographer of Chippendales. Mm. Do you know what happened to the choreographer? No, what happened? Do you plan on watching that show? No, because I've heard it's just fine. It's fine, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I didn't know anything about it going into it. Yeah, and I know I'm nothing. sitting there, and it turned out the choreographer of Chippendales was the creator of Unicorn Tales. Oh, wait, you did tell me. I knew this because you tweeted about this. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that is why. And so that's not the spoiler thing. So they like talk about, obviously, like no one gives a shit about Unicorn Tales. So how would that be a spoiler? But I was just like, what the fuck? But then it turns out that the creator of Chippendales murders him. <gasps> he murdered him. Actual he murdered. Murder? The, he actually murdered the choreographer. How? With what? Um, He ordered a hit on him. <gasps> he had him like fucking assassinated. Why? Because... The choreographer, he was like really jealous of the choreographer. The cho they they like were at odds creatively, and so the choreographer like went out and like spun it off into a touring company, and the creator of the show of uh, thought that um he he like got him to take an unfair deal on it. And so while the creator of Chippendales was like hemorrhaging money with his bad business decisions, the touring company was making bank. What? And so he murdered him to get all the rights back. This is like Selena. Mm-hmm. Oh my or, God. Worse. Because, worse. Or, or well, better because there was at least a purpose. And Selena, she just gets shot because like the woman is sad and crazed. Well, she and she's been embezzling money and is afraid she'll yeah. get caught. But guess what? Guess what really catches you? Guess what really? Guess what murder. really puts eyes on you? Murder. For embezzlement. <laughs> murder. murder over it. <laughs> um, and this guy got caught too. And um, he killed himself in jail. Oh my God. Um, but he, yeah. So the creator of Unicorn Tales was also the choreographer for Chippendales. And was murdered. And got fucking murdered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. What a world you've stumbled into. <laughs> weird. That is weird. Ugh just been watching unicorn tales my whole life no idea no idea um i i still am so just shooketh by this book like truly the amount of care and love that went into this this is how i felt after we read my best friend's exorcism yes like, yeah 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 and did you know that grady has been doing a paul tremblay day uh, no yeah so they're like friends oh. but grady was doing a paul tremblay day kind of like it Fuck was a bunch you, of M. authors, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of authors being like, "No, give this guy his right, yeah. his like due, yeah, yeah, give him his flowers." As yes, they say. as they say, um, because like also, 
I mean, if I were Paul Tremblay, I'd be I'd be so pissed. fucking pissed. I'd be like, are I'm you? I'm so glad he me? changed the title so that then he can yeah. at least be like, that's his thing. Yeah. It is not my thing. Yeah. But what a travesty of an adaptation. Yeah. Really. Like maybe one of the worst adaptations because I've ever seen. It, this had the potential. I was imagining it as a movie. Life-changingly good yes. as a movie. Like yes. fucking like Oscar winning. Yeah. Like keep Dave Bautista in there. Get Dave his first yeah, o- sure. Oscar. Yeah. Get Bautista. Get yeah. Oscar. He took M Night took an Oscar away from Dave Bautista. Basically. 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 With this shitty adaptation. Yeah. yeah. And look, and, look, 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 look. And look. like Jonathan Groff is amazing. He's so and good in it. I don't know the name of the guy who plays Andrew, yeah. but he was very good. And the little girl that played Wen was good. Like so I good. Felt like everyone everyone was like bringing their A game yeah. except for M. Except for M. Because you know what? His ego got in the way. You know what? Who got you know who got in the way? God. Mm. God got in the way. His Christian, you know what? His very traditional Christian God. It is a test. <laughs> And he on failed. Us. <laughs> <laughs> like the, they had to experience like trying to choose who to kill and we had to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. So and um, now humanity can finally put COVID behind it. Oh, and that was another thing that Patrick and Ryan and I were saying after watching that movie was like, I was like, you know, something interesting they could have done to introduce doubt into this is also like maybe you could say like turn on the news any day of the week. And there's mm-hmm. going to be some fucking bullshit like and that's this. exactly what the book did. And that's exactly what the book did. Yeah. And guess what the movie didn't do? That. That. Made it seem like it was directly related. Like, because what? Like, and also, if that's the choice you're going to make, then why have the earthquake take place four hours beforehand? Because he's introducing if, doubt that doesn't pay off. Yes. Like, you don't, int- like, <laughs> really annoying. Or just really annoying. This yeah. movie could have been so good. Fucking bomb. Amazing. Yes. I literally was seeing, like, the way this yeah, is written is so is cinematic. it is very too. cinematic. Yeah. It was so good. And yeah. I want to, it made me want to do, Lindsay, literally, maybe we should do it, an unofficial adaptation of this movie. Because <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, adaptation. for real? For real? Or of, this, of this book. Of this book. Of this book. Let's, let's kickstart. Kickstart <laughs> an adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll ask for an obscene amount and it'll basically mm-hmm. just be a grift. Um, like most kickstarters are now. <laughs> um... But yeah, like it. It's really good. You guys should read it. Seriously, read this. I literally, Lindsay, might go home because my tummy's not really feeling well because I had too much coffee this morning. Mm. To a point where Been there. I almost barfed <gasps> because it was, I had so much coffee. There was so much acid in my body. I've never almost barfed from too much coffee. It was like my blood sugars dropped. My blood sugar did drop. And then so I had a smoothie when I got home and I felt much better after the smoothie. But for the rest of the day, I'm going to like do a little bit of rest and relaxation. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to crack open a head full of ghosts. Yeah. Which actually. Treat yourself. One of our past, uh, winners. Suggested it? One of the books they suggested was head full of ghosts. Let's rig the <laughs> raffle. <laughs> Find <laughs> that person. Try to remember who it was. <laughs> but I remember. Be like, reading. we will be going by your previous suggestions. Yeah. Thank you. I remember reading the description of that book and being like, wow, that sounds so cool. But I think we chose another book that was shorter. Because we're always going to... Basically, yeah. here's the secret, you guys. We're always going to choose the shorter book. The only reason... I don't even have time for the main podcast yeah, anymore. I chose this one because I was like, we should do it because I really wanted to talk about 
the movie versus the book because mm-hmm. I had just seen the movie and I was like complaining about it to you and I was like, this, this was not too bad. It was like four hour read. Oh yeah, and it was so readable. Mm-hmm. Had I known that Head Full of Ghosts was by the same author and like had I known how readable it would be because also it's like this. Well, you thick. don't know, but you don't. There's no you way you can't know. know if you don't know. You, you don't know. know. So I shouldn't be so hard on myself. It's not my fault. Know. It's not your fault. Just like it's not Andrew's fault that Wen died. No, it's a little bit his fault. It is. It is. He should not have brought that gun in. And you don't need to have a gun in your house. And you really don't need to be struggling with someone with a gun when your so, hand's on the trigger. The fact that he couldn't predict that someone might either get the gun away from him yeah. and, and then it gets used on them mm-hmm. or that a struggle would break out. I know. That's why you never introduce a gun. I fully believe, I fully believe that we can daddy Eric ourselves into, or no, daddy Andrew ourselves into believing that Wen did not die. Like you can find ways to oh yeah get and that's the fucking genius of this book i love i love 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 when books make you do the things the characters are doing that is a commentary that's happening in the Mm -hmm. book oh fantastic really good really good i am changed and that end is so beautiful i want some you know what i mean like i want to like walk into the fucking scary dark purple sky with lightning and have the person that I love be like, you know what? I'm not going to let you kill yourself. And I'm not going to, like, I'll just go with you into the darkness. Ugh. And that I would feel the same Let's way. Let's just ride Ugh. out the apocalypse together. Exactly. It's oh. not ride or die. Ride and die. Ride and die. <laughs> I want to ride and die love. <laughs> ride and die love. <laughs> uh, the way that Edwin just walked out was so funny. He just, like, <laughs> trotted so cutely out. <laughs> He's a little horse. He's a little horsey. Um, But, so yeah, that, can't recommend that book enough. Yeah. Please and read it. Thank you, guys. you again, Diana G. Um, really, Diana G. really appreciate the suggestion. Um, thank you to everybody for supporting us on the Patreon. Thank you for understanding my not being on the main feed. Yeah, and thanks to the new patrons that have jumped on too. We really appreciate yes. you. Um, and we have a lot of fun stuff for people that don't know about the Patreon. We have uh, cursed mini sods is um, only going out to Patreon. Listeners. Oh wait. <laughs> should join us oh my this god because this is genre. outside genre oh my god so thank you guys for yeah, joining us you you know what we have you and know you, you are the reason that it exists and we appreciate you yes mm-hmm. so, and speaking of uh patreon patrons a very special thank you to our patreon producers who give it the 15 dollars a month level thank you adam howitz amanda k amy t ann dwyer caitlin l carrie h courtney mcphail danielle amana danny b Drew Waranis, Ellie Lagos, Emma, Emma M, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Hannah L, Jason H, Jeremy Cronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicic, Jesse T, Jessica Smith Harper, Jessica U, Jonathan Venable, Kat Miller, Katie Olsner, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N, Landry Desmond, Larry Wynn, Laura Hooper, Maddie M, Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Molly G. Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Nora Ryan, Rachel C, Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Robert F, Rogue Kalahua, Sasha Gibson, Sylvie T, Victoria Beck, and Whitney E. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We appreciate it. I will have a question for you. Yeah. Before we go. Yeah. When you're reading on your condo, mm-hmm. do you ever accidentally highlight shit? Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. And I, it's so annoying. I just and leave it's it. usually just single words. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I'll yeah. like, accidentally touch it. I'm like, oh. Or I'll like fall asleep and I'll like accidentally like yeah. highlight a bunch. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, now Kindle thinks I needed to w- look up the word the. I know. <laughs> <laughs> thinks I'm an idiot. 
<laughs> Every time I look at the word that's like, bitch, are you sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> you may be asleep if you want to close this. <laughs> you may be asleep. Um, that was all. <laughs> yeah, I do do that. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the podcast. Uh, we will see you next Outside Genre episode in April. Until then, keep it extra creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.